started the music just fine, Mr. Michaels, because it's all about the rock and roll. So, yeah, holy, holy smokes. That's why I still call myself Christopho. Meet one of right. Arizona's best kept secrets as they take the local rock scene by musical storm. Their rhythmic blend of original melodic hard rock exudes with energetic aggressiveness. They perform rock the way it was meant to be, entertaining. You can catch the band's performance and generous audience interaction giveaways at the Mason Jar twice monthly with future gigs pending. Nemesis was formed in September 93 under the name of Desperate Angel, with two original members remaining, Scott Connor, the drummer, and Mike Michaels. Christopher Dunham joined in March of 96. William Richard Carr III was added in August 96. Since November 96, the band has performed with Tony McAlpine, Sacred Reich, twice. Twice. Enough's <laughs> enough and Catfish. Dude, that's pretty fucking cool, man. I wonder if that number still works, 9431935. That was mine, wasn't it? That was before the 480 and 602 nonsense, man. That was yeah. just like, you had seven digits, that was it. And that was not a cell That's phone, cool. ladies and gentlemen. That was my answering machine. <laughs> so what yeah. he read there Bands was what the include. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I was just kind of. Go ahead. Sorry. So what he's reading there is what the club. Oh yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I interrupted you. Yeah. No, it's all good. It's all good. Oh, I was just. Right on. I'll let you read on, but he's basically reading a bio that we. No, had no, no, put no. Finish explaining to get better gigs so back in those days you couldn't get on the club's website and submit your music you actually had to go there in person and drop off a cd or a cassette mm -hmm. we usually had cds in those days but so you left them a cd and you left right. them a bio and right. the better your bio got the better the gigs got so at this point we had opened for what three national yeah. acts or four national acts on that particular bio so we were getting a lot better gigs yeah, in bigger yeah. places with bigger audiences. And you were reading our influences. Who were our influences at that moment in time? I don't remember. I were are some, some of the bands in it's okay. Some of the bands musical influences are Candlebox, Metallica, Led Zeppelin, the doors and Van Halen. And the, the irony of that, we met at Candlebox, which is obviously I, I injected the doors in that. You know, yes. Um, and and you, you Scott, yeah, you and Scott with Metallica and Zeppelin. We all liked Van Halen. Yeah, yeah. Scott and I used yeah, to play cool, Metallica man. before. I like when practice I stuck incessantly. <laughs> <laughs> we were a little obsessed back then. I gotta find my, I gotta find my bag, man. I have a bag of everything. I keep meaning to look for it, and I just I haven't. <laughs> So that's where this came it's from. It's around somewhere, just, though. It's got all the all the things. <clears throat> same thing. I got a ton of Manila folders, apparently. Yeah. I was organized back then, and there's all these flyers. So I'm trying to organize them yeah. by date, and as they come <laughs> up, I'll post them on Facebook and Instagram. Right. Seemed like people enjoyed that. So cool. We'll keep right doing on, it. man. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed reading that. That was fun. I did too. I found out right before you logged you know. on. I was just leafing through there to see what else was in that folder. And I was, that was the last thing in the folder was that bio. 
Right on. So, damn, we, we were, weren't uh, a secret for too long. We were not a secret <laughs> for too long, and damn, we were on top of things. Yeah. Yeah, especially in guess. a day and age where there was no there was no internet, you know. No. It did it existed, but it did not exist in a form that was usable right. to the consumer. No yeah, not like it is yeah, not like it is now. No no way. No way. It was that fun little dial up. We are <laughs> <laughs> And then you wouldn't get in. You're like, "Fuck!" Do it or again. Or somebody man. would pick up the phone. Oh, that's <sighs> right, <laughs> right. Is somebody on uh, here? Yeah. Somebody yeah. on. Somebody. Hang the phone up. Hang the phone up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yep. I'm disconnected. Yep. And everybody yep. had to share one internet. Yeah. You know, you couldn't have multiple people on at the same time. Not till DSL came along. Nope. Nope. So I was thinking about yeah. that the other day when That's I was crazy. in college. So- I had a roommate. And someday I'll tell the roommate story because that's a whole story unto itself. I had one roommate that was cool as hell. Okay. I was going to say. W- he was the one that I went out yeah. and smoked weed with. And the other roommate, I'm pretty sure, potentially okay. could have been a serial killer. But. He had a computer at that time, and he was connected to the internet. And he showed me Amazon.com in 1992, maybe. And all it was was text. It was hypertext links. There were no pictures. It took fucking forever to load. Wow. But if you knew what you were looking for in 1992, you could buy it from Amazon back then. Yeah. So Jeff Bezos was so far ahead of his time. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because I ordered some shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He showed me I enough did, to yeah. be able to order. So I've been yeah. ordering stuff from Amazon since 1992. Oh. I just remembered that story the other day when right I was on. thinking about this crazy roommate I had. Right on, man. So what do you want to talk about today, Mr. Michaels? We can go in whatever direction you want, man. I'm we can we can talk about my name. It's the guy in shades and in Saras Ni Ug Et. And that part means? You know what that means, right? It's it's the not. guy in shades backwards. Oh. See it? It's the guy in shades backwards. See yeah, for like my my alter ego and <laughs> for our listening audience. In another universe, my name is Maned. Monad Sirk. He changes his name. We're 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 lapsing over today. Every yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. We're we're crossing we're crossing waves today for some reason. Is there I don't, a know, delay if, again? I don't know if there's a delay or not. We're usually good about I don't know. There's usually not usually we don't talk over each other as of late, but it seems like we've done it a few times. Oh, it's today, today, me. today, today, today. Is there an echo, 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 <laughs> echo? Let me know. Let me know. Let me know if there's an echo on your. So I'm frozen. I'll, po- I'll pose you a question. Are you frozen? All right, I'll give you an answer. No, I'll I'm not. I was, you, a question. you know, so not frozen. 
this okay. this is not this is not necessarily the happiest topic in the world, but I heard this the other day from okay. somebody that I thought I respected and just in passing conversation. Okay. As a parent, yeah. which I'm not, this person said mm-hmm. if my son or daughter came to me and told me that they were gay, I would disown them. Yep. That's bullshit. And it stopped me dead in my tracks. I wasn't even a part of the I conversation. I just overheard yeah, this. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, holy yeah. shit, I don't know. Uh, yeah. That's harsh. Because how can, being a parent, I don't care. I, do, I could care that's, less. It's, it's, that's what I'm saying. How could you love somebody less? because yeah. of their sexual orientation when they came out of their body or you were responsible for making them in any way, mm-hmm. shape or form. Agreed. I don't, I don't know. Like I always, I always had the the thought in my head with, with my daughter. Um, I could care. And I've said, I said this out loud many times. I could care less if she was a high priestess of a Wiccan cult clan with 27 tattoos and 18 body piercings, as long as she can look me in the face and say, she's happy. Like at the end of the day, speaking for myself anyway, I just, I just want my offspring to be happy regardless of where they're at in life and what they've gone through at the end of the day, if they're happy, that's all that matters. And then, you know, life is what life is and there's struggles with everything. There's ups and downs and, and anybody that, that says there's not is just fucking lying. Nikki has someone she knows that on Facebook, everything was just roses. Like everything, every week was love you, love this, love that, this couple, you know, it's like you look at them outside looking and you're thinking, holy shit, you know, these, these two got it figured out, man. They're, you know, never bicker, never argue. They're happy. That's always, you know, smiles and, you know, just, the definition in the dictionary of, of, of happily married or married. What is it? Married, happily married. Well, no, happily ever after married, happily ever after. Fuck. These people are the epitome. Then all of a sudden one week goes by and nothing's posted. Then another week goes by and then all of a sudden, you know, separating because life sucks. He's an asshole. She's a bitch. The whole world came crumbling down and finger pointing this, this, this. And it's like, okay, well, instead of living in a fairy tale, like we've said it before, be be real, be relevant, be raw. You know, I don't care. I don't care less. If either one of my kids came out and said, Hey, I'm gay. Okay. That's cool. Be safe. Don't do anything stupid. You know, I don't, it doesn't matter. It's not a reflection on who I am. It's not a reflection on the parents at all. And that may be what where that matter? person was going with that because I know it doesn't to me, but we're, but, but that's a minor that's that's a very small scale, I think, on a on a global world population. I don't think that's too much I, I, to I think ask somebody to evolve. Open mindedness. I don't either. I don't either. Like, but you're you're literally their parent. It's still one of those we're, things, man. We're whittling it all the way down to mm-hmm. you are their parent. This is not just any random mm-hmm. person. You're their fucking parent. Yeah. I would disown no. them. Mm-mm. Yeah. Unfucking bull- it's 2024, yeah. man. I don't get that. I didn't understand it in Bru- 1984. Oh, it is 2024. That's crazy. As an 11-year-old no. kid. And I, I know people now. That. Right? No. No. What and I, I know people now that I knew in high school. Right? Well, that's the thing. I, nothing makes them different cuz I like like 
I, I, I like legitimately know people now still that I knew in high school in high school, you knew they were gay, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't, ob- it wasn't, it was obvious, but it wasn't discussed because Correct. of the hatred and the, and the, and the bigotry and, you know, like we have a kid that got his ass, ass beat. I'm sure that's the wrong way to say it. We had a kid that was jumped at a party in in the Valley close to where I live. Um, and he was beaten to death by four or five kids. You're never going to know why they beat him to death. And I'm not making any, any windows about why they beat him to death. Is a group called the Gilbert Goons that are finally being tracked down and arrested and charged and shit. But he was a teenager. And these were all teenagers. A couple of them were over 18. But on a whole, it was a group of teenagers, you know, pouncing on a kid that was in a weak, vulnerable state, whatever that was, and beat him to death. And you'll never know why, because nobody was there except the kid that was was beaten to death and the kids that were doing the beating. Well, the beating that was administered, they're not going to stand up and say, this is why we beat him. You know, they're not going to admit to anything because now they're all lawyered up. Um, that's terrible, but that shit's man. not going away. And it's and it's just going to get more and more. It's going to get more and more prevalent as, as we continue our lives, because. And this isn't a slam on parenting, but like when we were growing up, you could have a one parent stay home while one parent worked. Yeah. You can't have that anymore. You know, it, it's, it's financially, it's impossible. So, you know, when we were latchkey kids, you know, nowadays you'd get a, you, the parent would be arrested for child neglect and all that kind of shit because they're gone from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. and the kids fending for themselves, you know, going to school, coming home from school, making their dinner and shit. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. And I just, I just don't see. No, but they, but they do. They made rules. They just don't it. advertise it. But I just like today. I was right. I was coming back from dropping little man off this morning, and it just one of those weird little moments in your head where there's a there's a little girl walking. She's got a little backpack. She can't be, you know, six seven years old. You know, it's hard to tell how old how kids are. You know, any more days, but. She's right. got a little water bottle in her hand, backpack, and she's turning the corner. And I'm like, I look back, I'm like, what the fuck are the parents? Like, granted, she's in a neighborhood. She's, she's you know, a quarter mile from the school. But but she's walking that sidewalk. Oh, and there's no, right? There, it's a whole there's different no world. fucking way I would, mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. There's just no did. way I'd let little man walk down. I mean, I've. Right. I mean, if, if I could have eyes on him from point A to point B and he wanted to be independent, you know, I want to walk to school. Okay. I'm, I'm watching him the whole time, you know, when he gets to that hundred percent, but this little girl, man, there was, there was, there was nobody that came around that corner, just her. And there was a school. And I was just like, and it just, it struck me as like, wow, that's messed up. Like if anybody, anybody, you know, we had, when we were growing up, it was the van, the Chester and the molester thing. Remember? And, and you never <laughs> go to white a panel van, van. never get offered candy <laughs> and shit. Like, right. Exactly. You know, and, and you're a kid, man, you, you, that was drilled into your head. Like, don't talk to strangers, you know, none of that shit. Right. It just, it would take nothing for somebody to slowly roll up and just grab that kid and be done. And, and that's the scary thing. That shit happens all the time. More than people realize because they don't, they don't, they don't share it with the world. Like they don't share these, these kids getting beat up and, and shit with the world until something tragically has to happen. Something, something monumental has to happen. This, this kid Preston got it, got this just beat to death. And all of a sudden it's news, but it's been going on forever because this group, the Gilbert goons, they've been around forever. It's not like they just started when they jumped this kid. And how long ago did this happen? Know, 
people just need to well within the last six months oh okay this is super recent yeah yeah it's you know maybe even sooner maybe even shorter time frame i don't watch the news so i just pick it up on instagram with arizona family has a little thread they drop little snippets and but I literally have not sat down and watched a newscast since 2007, start to finish. Every now and then I'll watch the weather. Correct. Um, but I just don't, you know. But that goes back to what we were kind of talking about, the way the world's evolved. It's not evolving for the better because even, even now, kids that come out to your parents, like they said, the parents disown them, then what? Then they're homeless, then they're on the streets, and then they're doing what? They're, they're turning into selling their bodies to be able to f- put a roof over their head. And it's just, it's a slippery slope, man. Well, love is I'll love. Agree. It's not, if it comes out I'll of your body with you. and it's something, <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. I'll agree with you and I'll disagree with you. So I agree with you that the illusion that at least for whatever demented reason, the government and the media would like you to believe that things are getting worse, but at least in a little tiny way, if I can change, there's hope for everybody because I ended up being the most negative son of a bitch there ever was before I flipped a switch and did a 180 mm-hmm. and decided that, you know, that was going to kill me thinking that way. You know, I just, I have hope that yeah. Yeah. anybody that goes through the darkest period of their life, like we did where, you know, death was an option. On many occasions, <clears throat> yeah, more than more than we could count, yeah. and more than most people have ever thought about. If you can sure. come out of that and end up being the right. people that we are sitting here trying to plead with the rest of the world that love is the answer. It's the hardest, easiest right. thing that you'll ever do, but by far the most rewarding. Because as soon as I changed Agreed. my mindset and started being kind to people I didn't even know. Yep. That's what changed my life. It wasn't being kind to the people that already knew me. That was easy. But to start being kind to the lady at the grocery store that's only got two things that I was a dick before. And I'm like, I'm here first. You know, and I'm like, you go right ahead. You know, she's 80 years old. It's like, thank you very much. What a kind young man. That changed her day. You know, those are the kind of moments that I'm looking for every day. I love those moments. Agreed. Those are good moments being so making somebody just, smile for lack of, yeah. for, yeah, just for no reason at all. Right. Just to leave them better than you found them, you know? Yeah. And it could change, it could change the path of their day just by opening so, somebody's door for them and holding it open, you know? I encounter way more good people than I do bad people. So is it really getting worse or is it the illusion that we're being spoon fed? Because they only tell you the bad things. Well, and again, right? I don't watch the news. Yeah. Right. Right. So even not watching. And, and the I news, watch this. I, you'll be proud of me. I watched this snippet from. Right. You'll, but okay. you'll be proud of me. I watched a snippet of Joe Rogan and and. He was talking about how the media shares the same thing across the country, and they had little snippets of different um, newscasts, and all the reporters were essentially saying the same thing, 
um, across the board. That's where I heard it at the first like, time. There was no real variance aside from, oh, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there wasn't the really any variance except the delivery. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it gets okay. up to like 600 of them, right? Yeah. Independent local newscasts. Mm-hmm. It starts with mm-hmm. one, then they yep. double it's it. Trip, quadru- yeah, it gets up to like 600, and they're all saying the same thing. Yeah, it's sad. The media controls the world now, which it shouldn't, but it, it's 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 true, unfortunately. And it's entertainment. They you don't know, it's have like to tell the bashing truth. On the t- yeah. Mm-mm. No. So that makes it propaganda, no. they're, which they're makes faceless, it sound like man. what? Yep. You Russian live in the illusion communism. of a democracy. That's why I make fun of the whole presidential process. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. If we can't get to the point in a conversation no. where we can agree that it doesn't matter who's sitting in that chair, we're never going to agree on anything because right. it really doesn't fucking matter. This country was bought and paid no, for it doesn't. It's... probably 30 years ago. As soon as lobbyists came into the picture... Mm-hmm. It was all over because yeah. those senators and those congressmen yep. are going to do whatever they need to, to keep that donation coming back in, to keep the mm-hmm. reelection campaign, to stay in that office, to not have to do anything yep. other than suck on the American taxpayer. Right. Yep. The system just it's, needs it's to terrible. change. It does. It does. So we need so, to get some positive people in there. And I am proud of you for listening to a snippet of the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun, man. He makes me laugh. I'm hearing something. That's a bird. I thought I heard little man. That's a bird. Yeah, he is funny. I I remember Joe Rogan from News Radio, man. You know, where he was the, the maintenance guy. When he um, had hair. You know. Stupid little bits. Uh-huh. Stupid little, you know, <laughs> just walk on the scene and some, you know. Yeah, he was funny. And then the fact that he's evolved from that to the UFC dude and now he's, you know. It's amazing what people can do when they have a door open for them and they just go charging forward, you know. And that whole thing for him was just a complete accident. It was something he wanted to do. He thought he could do it. It started off just as a kind of a joke, and the next thing you know, there were a thousand people listening, and then there was ten thousand. Now he's got like I don't know yeah. twelve point five million yeah. downloads a month or something. He out he outperforms right. every major news organization like ten to one, maybe a hundred to one. That's insane. I'm, pre- I'm pretty and sure. That, I think that's one. that could be said with. Yeah, I think more and more people are are getting off of mainstream media to try and find what's going on in the world today. It's like, I'd love to dive into the dark web, but I'm afraid to go into the dark web because once you go in the dark web, I, you know, I have this, I have this, this thing in my head that once you open that box and like you're exposed and they can, everybody can track you and get your information. And all of a sudden you're, you know, 27 different credit cards and fraud all over the world. But I think the dark web would be really cool to kind of go into for a few hours just to kind of snoop around it as a, as a voyeur and just see all the, like the, the rawness of life that, you know, could be 
bustling in there, you know? I don't know if that's the right phrase. So or the for right me, term, you know. I would like to see somebody that knows the dark web in action as well as you and I can perform in a rock band. Hmm. Like a pro level. Yeah, that would be just, cool. You know, I want to see it really yeah. work is what I'm saying. Like yeah. a true master. One of them fuckers that's sitting there typing yeah, like that would 200 cool. words a minute, you know? Yeah. Just writing lines of yeah. code like it's He's, there's yeah. no tomorrow. Yeah. They're out there too, you know? But there's a lot of stuff on there you do be not fun. want to see because be that's weird. where people are bought and sold, you know? Agreed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's that's the darkness of it. I'm not talking about that dark side of it. Just, you know, the unfiltered reality of the world, you know, kind of like, you know, dystopian society living underneath the, the streets. You know, there's a whole underground world, you know, but it's online. So what do you want to talk about today? So we <laughs> went dark for a minute there. <laughs> I think we're doing it. Okay, we're talking. Good, man. Yeah. Talking about darkness. Shadows. That's what we do. Sometimes it sometimes it takes a turn. It is. That's all good. It'd be interesting to see what people if if people chime into this and how they would react if their their child came out of the closet and said, "Hey, I'm I'm not this, I'm that." You know. I don't have a problem with the, you know, the gay lesbian thing at all. I think I think the trans part of it could be a little bit weird because you have to look back. <clears throat> to me, something somewhere along the lines of their their upbringing had to have messed with them to not identify with who they are and how they how they were born and they you know it's that part I don't completely understand. I'm not bashing it. I just don't understand that part of it. Um, so I would say you know on that the gay I would say on that it, level you know when, I would just make yeah. I would yeah. just make sure that that person is okay. You know, if they're my kid, make sure that they're mentally okay. Yeah. If they yeah. if they seem like the exact same person, yeah. only they're going to be that way. I'm definitely not going to understand it because, yeah. you know, I would have been that way if I understood it is the way I always look at it. I don't get it, but I can accept it on the same level. I can accept a lot of mm -hmm. the things that don't yeah. affect my life. You just got to say to yourself, does this affect me? And as long as that person is mentally okay, right. in that case, I would make sure they were mentally okay. I guess yeah. that's where I'm that's going. That's a good. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good, right. That's that a good way to look seems at that. Weird, you know. Yeah, and it's not, and I'm again not bashing it at all. It, it's just, you know, gay, straight, bi. Those are those three little things, and and I just, you know, when somebody goes to the to the to the point to where they're they're having surgery to, to remove an appendage or to create um, genitalia, I think somewhere along the lines, somewhere they were wrong. just monumentally screwed within the head somewhere. I mean, that could be completely wrong, right? Or abused. <clears throat> but I just, you know, you are who you, right. That's what I mean. Somewhere along the lines, they had to have been fucked with at some level to, to have just a dramatic shift in their thinking and, and, because it comes down to your self-esteem. All of that comes down to self-esteem and your insecurities. Everybody's insecure at some level. You know, everybody has, has self-esteem issues at some level. Nobody's, I don't care who you are, you know, nobody's, nobody's walking tall and, you know, 
the outside looking in like that Facebook thing I, I shared earlier, you know, everybody's fragile. <laughs> Everybody right. could shake to their core. You know what I mean? Like I could think of two or three things now that would just completely fuck my world up to the fact that that wouldn't even, there wouldn't even be a hesitation of, of me going back down the, the drinking route just to bury one of those two things happen. And, you know, I'm not going to say them because it, it's just, it's that, it's that left side of a holy shit moment. What would cause, what would trigger me to go back down that path? And there's yeah, only I don't say really two things that, that could do that. No. And, it, and, it, and so, but that's my point is that everybody has, everybody's fragile, man. Everybody, there's something like you can ask somebody like, what's your greatest fear? Oh, public speaking is the number one greatest fear ever. You know, it's like people have come to terms with dying because why not? You live, you die. There's no way around that shit. Um, although I have been following some vampire stuff on Facebook that's interesting, you know, don't know if it's real or not because I haven't met one of them yet. But if I do, I mean, you know, you're going to bite me and see if I come back. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> teach his own, man, you know, but like, it's legit. I, I stumbled on it. It was one of those weird things, man, that you know how your phones listen to you like when you're sitting around like I um, what the fuck was it? Oh, there was something that I said. Um that had absolutely no relevance on our lives, but it was something I looked for and I, and I mentioned it to Nikki and then all of a sudden her phone, her Facebook feed showing that shit. I'm like, well, that's because we, I said something about it, which is just weird. But I said something about, there was something, um, I think interview with a vampire got dropped on Netflix or something. And I said that out loud within a day, man, I started to have vampire shit on my feed. I'm like, well, this is a trip. And I'm, I've always been kind of, you know, <clears throat> I like the dark side of shit, you know. I'm I like I'm the guy that I'm. We I have that in common, you know well, that. Is, you know, don't take me literally. <laughs> right, right. The whole the serial killers and the macabre and the darkness. Yep. And, that stuff's just fascinating for me. For more, for more than anything, you take a normal human like myself or yourself, and then and somewhere along the lines, there's there's just something that just treat just just pushes the button like the movie falling down with with michael douglas great fucking I love that, that movie dude Remember falling down i fucking love that movie right right if you don't love that movie right. you are the, not a deep defense at all <laughs> no at right but that's brilliant a, that's like normal everyday normal everyday guy and he just and then boom you know something just triggered him and that was it man he went he went this way and and there was no looking back. So that's what fan, fa, that's what um, fascinates me. I almost said fantasize. It was the wrong word. Fascinates me about about serial killers and mass murders. It's, it's it's not so much what they did, the act of it. It's like what good what got them there. What exactly. what was the thing that made them turn? You, you know, because a lot of it, you know, twenty years ago was attributed. Like everybody was like, if you know. When we were growing up, those the pedophiles themselves were abused as children. So you know, once an abuser becomes the once an the abusee becomes the abuser type thing. It's that vicious cycle. Well, obviously that cycle's changed in life. You know, I was fucked with for a couple of years, and and I didn't grow up to be that dark, twisted, you know, pedophile, child molester, and you know all that kind of stuff. Because but you could have. I had outlets, but there's people that don't have outlets. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it, 
there's that's the thing it's like i had i had the outlet of the of the writing and stuff that i think kind of put all that in check i think that's probably one of the one of the reasons my i drank is and without knowing it because i didn't realize why i was drinking when i was drinking i'll turn my fan off but but you know looking back i mean i'm 19 years sober in in 10 days so it's one of those things that there was some there was something that caused me to get out of control with drinking there's something that caused anybody to get out of control with 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 substance abuse there's it's not you wake up one day oh you know what today's a good day i'm gonna go get some ecstasy and see how my day works with that <laughs> actually yeah, that's not you know the general public hold, doesn't do that hold know? on that's a bad example that is the one drug that okay. you buy to see how your okay. day goes okay. with that okay Just... okay Nobody wakes okay. up and buys so, some so heroin let's, let's, to see how their day is going to go with that. There you go. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's what I'm. Ecstasy's that's, that made just for that. that. Nobody just decides. <clears throat> oh, okay. See, that shows you my ignorance of, of you know my my level of understanding of drugs is is marijuana, and then what what uh, we had a family member go through that I watched firsthand. Other than that, you know, you know, I've watched. I had a guitar player, uh, not you. Um, one night after uh, after practice, we went and picked up, or before practice, I think, we go picked up this guy to come join us. And, you know, I was sitting out front waiting, waiting, waiting. I finally went in. I'm like, what are you fucking guys doing? And they're sitting there, you know, smoking crystal meth, which I didn't know that's what they were smoking at the time. But I was just like, really? Like, really? Like, I just, you know. And I know you went through the battle of meth and stuff. We didn't, we weren't connected during that struggle, but it's just, no, that just, was after the, you and I both understand addiction, right? You and I both understand addiction. We both understand how it can get out of control. Um, but seeing that person do that, I mean, you know, he was, you know, if I'm standing, you know, we're kind of there and it just, and it's just, it's just like, really? And, and it's just slippery slope ever since for that individual from what I've heard. Um, well, which is sad. I, I'm actually because, glad you, you didn't know, have to music, see that from me. All musicians are talented. Yeah, I am too. I am too. Because it, <clears throat> I don't think it would have changed our relationship. I would have. I probably would have been like, "What the fuck?" and kind of tried to put you in your place. Like, what are you fucking doing? Um, because you know, what people don't understand, unless you've been in a band, the, the time you spend together. It's, it's, it's on a very intimate level because you're, you're very vulnerable being in a band because as a, as a songwriter, I'm bringing out the darkness and I'm laying that down in front of three musicians saying, Hey, this is what I wrote. What do you think? And the vulnerability that comes with that, because you don't know how your bandmates are going to accept something you write, especially when it's something that's deep rooted and, you know, dark and super interpersonal. So there's got to be that that massive level of trust. That's why a lot of people refer to bands as, as a marriage, right? Because you have that massive trust and you have that massive vulnerability. And it all has to gel in order for it to work. So um, unless you've been in a band and experienced that, like we were lucky enough to have, you don't understand the concept of, you know, if I saw you smoke a crystal meth, like straight up, I... I'd love you still as a brother, but I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> like, what the fuck? How is this appealing? You I, would have done, I wouldn't, I wouldn't understand done the, that part of it. 
you would have done the same thing my own brother did and he called me up and confronted me so yeah you know if you had known you'd have done yeah. the same thing yeah. he did he knew and he couldn't just sit there and not oh, do yeah. anything and god bless him or whatever you want to say he that night he just decided that he got enough yeah. courage in him and said hey i know what you're doing whether you want to admit it to me or not i just want you to know that i know <laughs> that you're not fooling anybody so it meant a lot to me i didn't clean right. myself up at that moment in time but thinking back on it you know those are the kind of things that at least for a minute i knew somebody cared you know and you don't know how much that means to yeah. a person that is that far down that really has no one i had no one at that point that really i trusted to which is which is which is bad yeah because there were people that would have helped me you my mom my dad my sister my brother i mean sure. it's not like Absolutely. i didn't have options Absolutely. you know i yeah. had options my aunt my uncle like there were all my cousins there were all kinds of options but to me i was so disappointed in myself that to ask for help for someone from someone that i respected on a level that yep. you just described yep. wasn't an option mm -hmm. because I would have felt like such a fucking and failure. See, Pride, man. And that's, that's, that's the hammer. Right. Oh, that's yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's the shame. It's the absolute shame when you, when you, when you wake up and you realize, fuck, like, like when I woke up the day after, the last time I was, I was just completely hammered. It, it was that I woke up and I, and I just knew, I knew in my bones, like, what the fuck did I do yesterday? Because I didn't remember all of it, but I remembered enough of it to know something has to change. And that was, I mean, that was just the, the simplest form in my head. Just something has to change. And it wasn't, it wasn't a long drawn out. I mean, it was within 48 hours, man. You know, yeah. I stopped. Everything was poured out, flushed down this, or drop. You know, poured down the sink. Saved one shot, one beer. I can still see it standing in the kitchen on the house on extension. I, I hit that shot while looking out the kitchen window, seeing the backyard. Let that kind of just absorb, and then and then nurse that beer, knowing it was the last beer I was ever going to have again in my life. That had alcohol in it, mind you, because now, by the grace of all things, microbrewery, Heineken, and, you know, zero, zero. But that's the thing. It's the shame. It's, 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 and you can relate because you were, you were there. It's, it's, it's the, the amount of vulnerability that it takes to come clean for an addict, knowing that everybody you talk to has every right in the world to fucking beat you down for what you put them through. Yeah. And they, for the most part, they don't. If if they truly love who you are and care who you are about you, they just embrace that. And and you know, I couldn't agree just, with that statement more. Right, right. They just they're like in their head. Like I'm sure Nikki was like, "Fucking, it's about time." But it still took months, if not a year, to actually come to terms that I could be rationalized with. I could be talked to. I could, I could have a conversation and I wasn't just shaking my head, you know, like I was involved in it. There was a dialogue. 
I'm sure you were the same way. It's like you just, and then you start waking up and you're like, the first day you wake up, it's like, fuck, this sucks because you still ache and you still, you still have that, that desire. And then the next day and the next, that's the whole thing. One day at a time, win the day, win the day, win the week, win the week, win the month, you know? So get, get five out of seven days where you can function without, without really harboring on the chaos that's going on in your brain. Cause it's fucking chaotic, right? When you stop, it's a battle, man. You're, you got the physical aspect, you got the psychological aspect, you got the little triggers. Like I can't watch baseball on TV anymore because it triggers me to want to drink. I used to just sit there and pound beer watching the Diamondbacks. I can't do it anymore, you know? So it had to be the same with you once you stop with just the, the, the triggers and the every day was a different day and every day was a struggle for one reason or another. It was never That's the why same, I moved, right? That's why I moved back here. Ah, in my mind, that makes sense. So we, we discussed, I think the last podcast or the one before that, that you and I were going to continue on, put another version of nemesis together. Yeah, we did that. We, we started succeeded to some level. And then, you know, for one reason or another, I probably wasn't ready. Who knows? A lot of people weren't ready just it was too soon into my recovery i haven't really processed that moment in time so i'm not quite sure what i was thinking i probably wasn't thinking very clearly to your point yeah shortly after that right i started talking to a good friend of mine that i went to school with back here and no they found me on facebook we're gonna leave them as a day there's no reason to break in anonymity because okay. i want i want to be able no, to keep cool. telling these stories on yeah. some level but and it's nobody else's business so yeah they found me on facebook and the people that know the yeah. story know the story but anyway i had discussed how my relationship with my parents was not good and right there that stopped them in their right. tracks and they were heartbroken because they were also very close with my mom for sure because they worked together. So she, I K they, they <laughs> I K my mom, they pleaded with me to come home we're, just we're, for just to, you know, visit. So I agreed. Yeah. And I was supposed to come back here for a two week vacation in 2009. And when I got here, yeah, I was all intent on coming back to Arizona at the end of that two weeks. And by about yeah. day number 10, like you said, that voice in my subconscious mm-hmm. started getting real loud. And yeah. basically I yeah. knew that if I didn't slow myself down to a crawl, that I was either going to lose my mind yeah. or go back to that kind of lifestyle. So this fits a lot so of people when you left so when you left arizona how 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 long were you clean when you left arizona or did you or did you how long were you clean when you left arizona about 14 months okay 16 maybe That's about good. a year so and you, a half you had maybe. some foundation of some yes yeah, i did that you were clean yeah okay that's good. 
And that's so what 100%. Was the, what, was the, what, was the, what was the determining factor? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I figured 100%, no pot, nothing. So what was, what was the, the deciding factor being, being sober that amount of time and then going home for what was going to be two weeks? And then, like you said, day 10, like just something went off in your brain and said, whoa. Like, what were you afraid of in returning? Was it you You didn't? Because obviously when you got clean, you had to change your surroundings, right? Aside from where you were living, you were you changed who you hung out with, things like that, correct? Correct. That's when I moved back in with Kevin. Yeah. And he right, basically. Right. He, Which Kevin grounded you. He did. And basically he yeah. saved my life because he gave me a. Yeah. He gave me a place where there was no judgment there was just get well attitude you know i will give him credit that he cared about me on a human level and that's why i'm sitting here talking to you so at the point that i came here i needed to evolve what I think what he didn't understand and why he got mad is that it was a whole, it was a very violent exit, but it had to be that way because I had to evolve to the next level. And the next level was being a functioning member of society, because what a lot of people that know me now don't right. understand is that is so hard for me that they have no idea how hard that is to be a functioning member of society, because I don't think that way. I don't want to be a robot at the factory. No. I don't want to be no counted on to do something at a certain moment in time all the time, which to let my right. friend here know why I'm so understanding when he's got business and he's like, I'm going to be a half hour late or I'm going to be an hour late. I'm always like, whatever, dude, man, whenever you're ready. You know, right. I allow for that yeah. time yeah. because you have a different life than I do. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason to get upset or mad about right, things but, that are having yeah. no control. I just no. appreciate that you communicate with me. That's all we need. <laughs> when you got communication, well, you got everything, see, right? Wait, man, why do you think I got into real estate? <coughs> right, but why do you think I got into real estate? Real estate is it. never the same. It, no client is the same. No trajectory is the same. I'm the same way, man. I, I, I could not. So reason I couldn't, I couldn't finish or I didn't finish school, which I just, college, I just, I didn't, I got tired of paying for knowledge. I'm like, this is fucked up. Why do I have to pay for knowledge? Knowledge should be free, you know? Um, so I get that. I'm not, I'm not a nine to five or either. Never, it never really was, you know, I, even when I worked in the group homes, that was never the same. That's why I like that job because it, every day was different. Every single right. day was different, man. Cause you didn't know if, this guy was going to go off and this guy was going to rip off the fucking insulation from water here. Was this guy going to lift a bird bath in the backyard and throw it over his head? Was this guy going to punch this guy? It's just, there were adults like us, but mentally seven years old and, and it never was the same ever. I mean, just, it was always something that made that day unique. And that's why I like that because it just, it was never mundane. So I get exactly what you're saying. So Big the thing that, the thing should, that does it for yeah, me, yeah. I'll give a shout out just in general to the people that I've met there that have become some of the most hyper loyal friends I've ever had in my life. That's what makes it tolerable is knowing at least there's people you can commiserate nice. with. 
and one of those people yeah. talked me into doing this or at least attempting to do this and come to find out i guess we're pretty good at it because i keep getting a lot of positive feedback and a lot less constructive criticism Which is so good. i think we might be on to something and you and i usually <laughs> yeah, are that's that's because it I always moved. it yeah, always starts out rough around mic, the edges you know it's because he moved his mic yeah that's everything that's does. what it's gonna push us over the top yeah everything Every, the, so, everything man like you know first band practice was yeah everything starts out rough everything and i think that harkens back to what you just said a minute ago in that to bear your soul as a creative artist you do have to start somewhere and the mm -hmm. first asshole that says yeah. i don't know man the, the lighting's no good i'm like what well, you gotta start somewhere man you know well, I don't know. Yeah, the sound exactly. needs a little bit of... Yeah, we're working yep. on that. We're going to get there. You start your podcast, and I'll constructively criticize yep. you, too. You know? <laughs> I hear the same things you hear. Oh, I've yeah. been in the music yeah, sound that, yeah. business. I'm just yeah. talking to... I'm just talking to the constructive criticism people in oh, general. I know. Not you. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah. And... and it was, No, I know. I funny. understood that. Some and, of the most that's part obvious of... things. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, that's all. That's, that's how everything evolves though, man. Nothing. The first, the first poem I ever wrote was in a high school English class. We had to write a ballad for Mrs. Christensen's English class. And I, I don't remember what, what it was, but, um, I got an A I'm like, what the fuck? I got an A, you know, <laughs> like I didn't put forth very much effort to school because I didn't like it. I, I had more fun in school. I my buddy Todd and I, you know Todd, we've talked about him. He yeah. and I weren't in it. We weren't we weren't clicky, so we knew everybody, man. We hung out with the stoners and the jocks and, and the geeks. Me too. And, you know, the social outcasts, because we just we just had fun. Like there wasn't and it wasn't anything that there's nothing that he and I couldn't do in high school. Because we didn't give a shit. It's that, that Tom Cruise line of risky business. Sometimes you got to say, what the fuck? Exactly. You're a geek. I don't care if you, if you were, if you were a nerd, fucking help me with algebra, man. That was exactly. the approach. Like I didn't look at somebody, you know, I had my moments because we're all assholes at certain times in high school. I remember I was addicted to this dude that lived down the street from me. And, and I, I remember that to this day. He said hi to me, and I thought I was too cool for him, and I ignored him. He said hi again, I ignored him, and he walked away. I, and I've never felt good about that in my entire life. And if I could ever, ever find him, man, I would like straight up apologize for being a dick. And it was just one of those moments where I thought I was better than somebody else, and I truly wasn't. And it, it's one of those little things that just eats at your soul. And it's so out of my character and so not who I am. But for whatever You've reason, you've made up day, for that just, a million times over. Like a fucking asshole. <laughs> Oh, I know, but it's it's just one of those things that, you know, it's that it. thing in the back of your head. Does he got a kill list? Am I on his kill list? Which which isn't it. really, I mean, I doubt it because he's very, really, very good family, very strong values and shit. I just was an ass. And I never, I never tried to do that with anybody now. And I never really did that after that moment. And I just, it was just one of those things, man, a little spot in time. And you, I think that's the difference of, of, of humanity the people that recognize that little glitch in the matrix are good humans the people that don't are the ones that go down that dark path and you know don't do anything positive for the world and it's all you know me 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 
you know, I, I have agree to do with what's that. right for me type thing. And I don't, I don't, yeah, I just, you know, but yeah, I think, I think, I think going back to what we were talking about, I think that vulnerability comes through when you get, when you get on the path of recovery, um, because you, you are opening up so many wounds, right? There's so many wounds and so many people you fractured along the way. And there's no way to remember everybody you fractured because it's almost impossible, especially when you get to that level of you're just, you know, in your own world and it's just like you against the world and your entire presence is about getting high or for me getting, and I never got drunk. That's what kind of sucked for the most part. I would get comfortably numb and I had such a tolerance for it. That but once I'd be comfortable, well. I'd go to sleep and I wouldn't wake up with a hang. Yeah. And I'd wake up, I wouldn't wake up with a hangover because for every six pack I drank, I'd drink 44 ounces of water. Like, so I'm always just being in Arizona, man. You're just so conditioned to drink water all the time. So, you know, seldom we woke up hungover, you know. Well, I can remember one night in particular Which, you know, where I had. Yeah resigned myself to the fact that I was never going to get well. So I was just done. Yeah. And I thought I'm going to mm. just, I'm going to do as much shit as I can do. And I'm going to stay up for as long as I can stay up <laughs> until I die. Yeah. My, oh, wow. I was not, apparently that was not why I was put here because I, I gave it the old college try. I was mm -hmm. up for, I remember starting on a Sunday and I remember Saturday. Yeah. I lost a day in there somewhere. Wow. But yeah. Wow. I just kept going and going and going unbeknownst to anyone else, but me, because once again, I hit it well, but that was my idea was yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm done. I just, it was too much. Psychologically, it was too much. Physically, it was too much. It was just mm. too much. Yeah. I was done. And then I was pissed that Isn't that it, didn't it's work. It's draining. It's it's draining being yeah. right. It's draining being an addict, man. Because all the shit you have to hide. I it just I would hide, which it wasn't really hidden. I put a bottle of Jack in a brown bag in the outdoor in the garage freezer behind a bag of ice, you know, thinking I was being slick. She knew it was there. Um, I would hit her. She had this Sky vodka that tasted like um, citrus and another That's flavor. Good stuff. And I would hit that and then genius that I am, right? Genius that I was, I'd add water to it. So, you know, <laughs> lo and behold, we're having a party. Nobody will notice. Weekend and, you know, pull all the, pull the vodka out of the freezer. Like, hey, Nikki, you know, why, why, is, this, why is this vodka frozen, man? You know, just stupid shit that you, that you don't think in your head, you're rationalizing. Well, okay, if I... If I do a couple shots of this vodka, I got to fill it back up with something so she doesn't know I'm drinking it. Like, you don't even think about the fact your pores are exuding booze. You know, you're sweating Jack Daniels and Budweiser, but nah, nobody's going to notice, man. You know, <laughs> it's one of those. It's just, it's, it's, it's the one thing I'll tell you. I, 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 when I, when I finally got sober, when I was at, a, when I was, you know, I'd say, you know, a month away from it, I hit that wall of just exhaustion where I, I slept a lot, you know, just, yes. I just slept and I slept oh, good yeah. and I slept through the night because I was no longer, I was no longer withdrawing for the most part. I still had those urges like every day 
for years, man, three o'clock would come up and my mouth would start salivating because that's when I'd get home because that's where I had to start taking care of the kids. And I'd hit, I'd hit, this is going to sound bad, but I'd hit from the freezer jack, I'd mouthful of that, go polish off three beers, finish whatever I had to do before she took off. And I kind of took control of everything about five o'clock and I, you know, I'd been drinking for two hours, you know, but I wasn't. I wasn't out of control. I was because I had such a tolerance that I just survived, you know, and everything was fun. I was fun dad, you know. And that was my problem. Shit I missed, you know. Yeah. Until the bitter end, I just maintained all the time, you know. I could hang with the best of them. Yeah. And the problem is, is I was partying with the day shift and the night shift, and that's where speed became your best friend was – you know, I had a oh. I had a group of people I was supposed to be working <laughs> yeah. with, and then I had a group of people that I was supposed to right. be putting a band together with. So I'm going all day and all night, and you can only do that for so long before yeah, it grabs you and won't let you go. And right. that's a brutal addiction. You know, that's it's not something you're just. That's the other thing is mm-hmm. I'm lucky I survived the recovery because I just quit, man, and I got super sick. Yeah, for a yeah. long time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure I was going to make see, it through I think that. It, I think it, it. I think it speaks a lot volumes of your character and your will to just stop on a dime. Because I stopped on a dime too, like just ripped it off like a bandit. I knew I had to stop, so I stopped. I did the same thing. Well, with I have Copenhagen. amazing willpower, man. I don't remember what year. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. So it's it's just you, you reach that moment where you know and that's the thing for people that listen to this, you cannot tell an addict to stop. They won't listen to you. They will put up their defenses. They'll build a wall and that wall will keep you from being able to penetrate and get through to them at any other time in the future. So you just, they will not talk to to you anymore. You have to listen to them. You have to talk. Right. So best advice is you love them. You listen to them. You have conversations with them. You don't enable them. Don't give them, if you know, don't give them money, don't give them access to booze and shit like that. You just, whatever their demon is, just be there for them. And eventually they will come around to you and they will start opening that can of worms that, you know, Oh, I had a shitty day. I woke up, you know, felt like crap because of da 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 da. That's your invitation to start talking. That's your invitation to start having a dialogue without pointing fingers. It's a, it's a slippery slope and it's hard to do. Nikki could tell a complete stranger slash regular, you've had too much and they would listen to her. She'd cut them off back then, call them a cab. They go home from the bar. That's a gift. She probably told me until she was blue in the face. You drink too much, right? You know, you're blue in the face. You, you drink too much. You drink too much. Oh, I'm fucking fine. You'd have no idea what you're talking about. I've only had three. Well, I really had 10, you know, <laughs> um, it's just, you know, you don't, you lose counting. Alcoholics are great at counting, but they, they count the alcoholic way. So, you know, they lose track after about three and then that seems to be the magic number as they continue drinking for the evening. Well, I've only had three because that's the last thing you remember having, you know, it's a well, slippery slope, man. Don't do it. Just, you just don't do it. If you <laughs> For the listening audience at home, that's playing along with the, Mike is a recovering addict and he's always drinking and talking about smoking pot. 
I don't have a problem with either one of those mm-hmm. in case you're concerned. And nobody loves life right. more than I do. And nobody at this moment in time, and nobody is happier to be doing a podcast with somebody that he called his brother and shared the stage over a thousand times with. I love life, man. Yeah, straight. And I have rules. Yeah. So like during the week and anybody that knows me on a level that you do now, that li- that lives around me that knows mm-hmm. me they know that i have serious rules like during yeah. the week i'm drinking this beer right here and i'm gonna have one with my dinner and that's it yeah. i'm done and i never deviate yeah. from that unless yeah. it's a saturday night and i'm out at the bar and you know two three times a year i might go crazy yeah. but on a regular basis yeah. i i just started to realize that i like catching a buzz but I don't like feeling like shit. So the same 180 right. switch that flipped in you and I that caused us to get well, it almost, yeah. I had that same kind of epiphany where, like, you know, I like feeling this way, so why don't I get to that point and not ever do any more? Because there's no reason to do more. More right. leads to bad things, Right. I learned how to have yeah. fun with you know, it is yeah. what I'm getting It's kind of like that thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I get it. It's like that's, you know, nothing good happens after 10 o'clock at night when you're on the road. Correct. You know, nothing good. If you leave in their house at 10 o'clock, that's way too fucking late. It's nothing's good's going to happen that night. You know, <clears throat> you know, not. when, you know, when mom slash K listens to this, she's going to love you. Because she always said yeah. nothing good happens after midnight. So now she's going to say, oh, well, oh, you know what? Oh, right on. Big world famous rock star legend singer of Nemesis says nothing good happens after 10 o'clock, kids. It's your ass home. It's your ass home. 10 it's o'clock. It's, oh, yeah. She'll love true. that. If you, if, yeah, if, yeah. Yeah. You know. Especially if you're just leaving the house. Like, what the fuck? Where, why are you just leaving the house at 10 o'clock? You know, Jake does that shit, but you know, he, he has a purpose. He's going, we know where he's going. He's not going when he's in town, obviously when he's on leave, he's just going to friends. You know, he's not going out and if he's going to go out, out like he went, when he was here, he went to downtown Scottsdale a couple of times with his buddies. Well, you know, that's like six, seven o'clock. They leave, you know, they're going out, you know, but yeah, Unless, unless, unless you have a purpose to leave the house after 10, nothing good happens after 10. You know, you could, you know, I'd rather be home and be naked with my wife. Just saying. Well, (laughs) given that option, but I will say when I was Jake's age, I was probably out till four or five. Yeah. We didn't get done playing. We didn't get done playing gigs till one o'clock in the morning. Sometimes two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. And the only reason I would leave is because I had we had Sky, so you know I had to get up. You know, yeah, that, that and kept then, me from getting in a lot of more trouble, I think. And then Scott had to go home because he had Carrie and the kids, and then Rick had to go home because he yep. had Carrie. Yep. And then Mike met a bunch of yeah. interesting people yeah. that he will entertain you with stories on future podcasts about what he did when he left mm-hmm. the shows because. <sighs> yep. I ended up in some crazy situations. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. Okay, so next podcast we're going to talk about one of we're going to have a conversation about Mike's crazy situation. 
<laughs> you think I'll about think, a good crazy situation for next I'll, next show. I'll think of a good one. Yeah. For all right, cool. What do you got for your top eleven so, list, buddy? Let's talk about I have top eleven um let me go back. Top where'd you go? Where's Mike Michaels? Top eleven um female rock band and or artists so and the reason why i say band because there's there's girl there's all girl bands like the runaways is one of my top because it's the yes, runaways they have to be all female band which 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 gave us which gave us some of my single women artists lita ford and um joan jett joan jett right i don't remember i don't know who else is in that band but those two those two went on and had very successful solo projects for females for sure yes they did um then we have pat benatar um love pat benatar you know pat benatar was the th- i think the third video mtv ever played i do yes i think it was promises in the i think it was promises in the dark um love i love female voices man they have me too Women singers are so underrated on a whole, but they have such a dynamic range and they, they can get there. Like I, I really like right now, I like uh, um, a couple bands in this moment and Hellstorm. Hellstorm has been around those. a while in this moment just came out a, a few, a few years ago. I just discovered them a couple years ago, but their voices are just, I could just listen to their, their music all the time because it's just the voice, man. I'm, being a singer, I'm drawn with lyrics and I'm drawn with voice. I'm drawn with, with the range. And, and just as weird as it sounds, I've always just, if to be a female singer, like Eddie Van Halen wanted Patty Smite from Scandal when David left. Remember that? I, re- I do he remember was that. was champion to get Patty Smite in the band. Yeah. Because the dynamic that she would have brought to the table and the range she would have brought to the table. You just you hit know, it. I think the dynamic and the range. Sammy's range. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Sammy was a good fit after that because Sammy had such a better range than dave will ever even attempt to have sammy's range was like a chick for sure he hit some high fucking notes right that's what i'm saying it was yeah yeah he found his chick in sammy hagar logical choice (laughs) yeah right exactly (laughs) hey we got a chick for the and i don't think van halen would have been yeah i don't think van van halen would have been van halen had patty smite joined you know so i'm sure david lee roth yeah, yeah, and David Lee Roth and Wolfgang, you know, David's being an ass, you know, like he always is. But I read this this article from Blabbermouth about how Dave basically thinks Wolfgang's a piece of shit, and Wolfgang's like, you know, basically saying, "Fuck you, dude!" Like, I'm not releasing anything. I'm not doing anything of of my dad's stuff because it's not up to me. And it came to light in this interview that Alex is the one. Yeah, he's holding Alex is the business according. I to read this article, that anyway. Right, read he's the, the business thing. of the. Yeah, okay, so he's the yep. – that surprised me that Alex was the business of the band. Why would that surprise you? You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't have expected that I because I just – I wouldn't have expected it. I would have thought – It's the brothers, man. I would have thought him and Eddie were kind of – well, that's what I'm saying. I would have thought the two-headed monster were completely in control, but the way Wolfgang spun that was it was always Alex. Eddie, Always yeah. Alex. Eddie, Eddie wouldn't have thing. wanted Michael did yeah. his thing. yeah. Right. Dave did his thing, then Sammy did his thing, and Alex was the one that drove the band. He's he's like the nonsense I had to do in the band. Just like Lars did for Metallica. Put the shows together. And... Right. It just it's just those. I wasn't expecting it. I guess I did I was, all that shit in the beginning too, man. But it was like 
I didn't want to do any yeah, of that, yeah, so I eventually no. hired Dave Glazier as our manager. I, d- I didn't want to book all them fucking gigs yeah. and handle money yeah. and fuck all that. I want to yeah. play guitar. Well, I know. I know. I know. I know. Just like we'll and, hire and a CFO when that, Spotify offers us $100 million to do this. <laughs> right? Right, right. Okay. Yeah. So who do you got for your uh, – was that all of them? I think I had um, – Joan Jett, Pat Benatar, The Runaways, Lita Ford, Janis Joplin. Um, you mentioned Hart, which I don't know how I fucking even think of Hart, oh, man. Yeah. And Nancy Wilson. I mean, they talk about pioneers, like pioneers, and you know, and they've been the Runaways, you know. Yes, I think opened up a lot for 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 female musicians, especially in the rock world. I mean, you have all the pop stuff, but we're not talking about pop because that's a whole nother genre. Um, they definitely opened a lot of doors. Who else can you think of in the top eleven? Because that's that's because that's six, right? That's that's and there's no specific order at all. Um, but it was it was the Runaways, um, <clears throat> the Runaways, Pat Benatar, Joan Jett, Lita Ford, Hart, Janice Joplin. So that's six. What, other what about like throwing to this top eleven in no particular order? What about Stevie Nicks? Yeah, I get, you have to you have to do Stevie Nicks. She's rock Fleetwood Mac. I mean, she's she not. Rock. She's not. Well, yeah, because then she did solo, right? She yeah. did do solo after doing after doing Fleetwood Mac. So yeah, I would say that she's got a very a very unique voice. You know Stevie Nicks when you hear it. There's no mistaking that. So she's she's put her she's put her stamp on the industry for sure. And you made sure to mention Janis Joplin in there too, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, so yeah. my yeah. Okay, and she's the only one I could think of from the '60s. So since Janice is on the list, I'm gonna mention an old one yeah. and a new one. So Grace Slick. Okay. Okay. Right. Oh yeah. And yeah. tied in well, with Jefferson Grace. Airplane. Yep. Or was it Jefferson? Yeah, it was Jefferson Airplane back then when they okay. became silly. Okay. It was yeah, Jefferson yeah. Starship. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no. It was Starship. Yeah, yeah. By the yeah. Way, what? other way fuck i don't know now you got me confused <laughs> anyway I, I don't know that. no that's all good just they, grace they slick. were they were cool yeah. with grace slick and the dude that eh, i uh-huh. can't think of his name either anyway mickey, 70s cool mickey, mickey thomas mickey, yes mickey thank thomas. you thank you yes yeah. 70s cool yeah. 80s not cool yeah, yeah. another yeah, band right. exactly that is not the same as hailstorm but they're a newer band that you should mm-hmm. check out is the pretty reckless. Okay. I love their stuff. Okay. So oh, that's, then, t- that's Taylor mom's one that I mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The pretty yeah, reckless. Li- okay. I'll check. You'll them like them. Good okay. grooving music, man. And then I, I remember I, 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 yeah, I remember I, I mentioned Evanescence when we were chatting about that texting. And that's, that's another that's, great one. It's a female vocalist, right? Oh yeah. Amy, Amy Lee, right? Yep. Amy Lee? I think that's her name. Yes. Yeah. That's her. Yeah. So that's what, 10? Is that 10, 11? Yeah. So we got we got Janis Joplin, Grace Slick, um, Pat Benatar, Runaways, Lita Ford, Joan Jett, um, Stevie Nicks, Anna Nancy Wilson slash Hart. Um, what am I missing? There's eight. Taylor Momsen, which is the Pretty Reckless. Oh yeah, the pretty rec- pretty reckless, right? Pretty reckless. So we got two more to round out this eleven. 
uh early rock and roll would be linda ronstadt yeah yeah oh oh yeah you're no good yeah we talked about that a couple weeks ago where they had the, the her her backing band was the eagles correct gotta throw Before her in the eagles yeah linda ronstadt yeah what about tanya tucker she was kind of she was She'd comfy be- but she kind of ended up being mainstream you know if we she were going to go that mainstream and she had that bad girl side to her. If we were going to go that far out in left field, I would give Carol King an honorary mention mm-hmm. just cause she's so cool. Or Karen oh. Carpenter, Karen Carpenter. Yeah, that's true. Karen yeah. Carpenter was there amazing. you go. Oh, the mamas and the papas from the sixties. Oh, oh, there you go. That's a good uh, that one. one chick. Yeah. 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 There you go. That's See, a we cool got top 11 what? female slash you know, vocalist bands. We know? got there. Right. Yeah, we got there. That's, you know, it's because it's what we do. <laughs> well, hey, all right, well, it ain't know, always pretty, is, but it works. This is, this is the, it's, it's not, and this is the Chris and Mike show. He's the guitar guy. I'm the guy in shades. And for those of you who don't realize it, just look at that backwards and it says the exact same thing. And since I don't have my contacts yeah. in, I can't see it. Exactly. So next show, you're going to come up with one of your uh, post show adventures, and you're going to we're going to lead with that story. Right on, man. I like story time. I like story time. We can do lots of story. So time. cool. Good show. Yeah. Absolutely. Everybody, thank you for listening. Continue following us. And I, I still got to I still got to get stuff uploaded to YouTube. I haven't done that, so I'll work on that. And I apologize. I uh, had uh, no. Idea that it was going to be the same deal as it is right now. I had like a PTSD moment when I saw six hours and fifteen minutes or something. I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I have the slowest well, what's, upload what's connection. What's weird is I download. Yeah, what's what's weird is I downloaded them and I said it would alert me when they downloaded to the email, but I never, I never got an email saying it was downloaded. So I don't know if it. If I downloaded to your email because I access Riverside through your account, so oh yeah, they do come to my email. Some... So if you want to forward to me, and I'll try that and see if that works. No, you need to download them to your desktop. I'm gonna get all it does is send me a message that you downloaded it. Oh, I don't I don't get okay. the download. Right. It just sends right, me a I'll message. So oh, you want you want to click okay, on the exported weird. file. Yeah and download it to your desktop and then upload it back to YouTube. You get that kids. This is the technical (laughs) side of the Chris and Mike show. (laughs) Uh, Again, thanks for listening. Thanks for following us on all the socials. Tell your friends, share with your friends, be kind to each other. Tell your friend. Absolutely. Everyone love each other. And you're not alone. And you're not reach out. You have struggles. You're struggling. That kind of jazz. You, You just reach out. If not us, somebody close to you that's not going to be judgmental asshole. Okay. Until next week. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Yeah. Until next week. See you later, Mike Michaels. Peace, brother.